everyone. Welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade. I'm a personal trainer and mindset coach specializing in HA and ED recovery. And today I'm joined by my fabulous friend who is a fellow holistic health coach who specializes in HA recovery. She's known as the Wellness Antidote on Instagram or Nikki. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Fun um, to be back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel a little bit nostalgic because the first time you actually come on the podcast, we discussed your unicorn recovery of falling pregnant mm. with Romy before your period arrived. Um, yeah. And Romy is now two and Kasim yeah. is four and you're 22 weeks pregnant again and I'm <laughs> 32 weeks pregnant. And <laughs> so wild. It's, we're living in completely different worlds, scenarios, and it blows my mind. I know. It's crazy how it's like full circle. And um and we've caught up so many times in between and build a friendship and it's just yeah, the girls know each other really well now and stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, and I actually remember it was because you were heavily pregnant. It was like I could pop any minute <laughs> and we're yeah. having all those kinds of chats. And now we're having chats on what's what's this pregnancy like and what's birth gonna be like? And yeah, it's just um yeah. it's it's always a fun time with you, but that kind of leads us to our point of conversation today, which is how's your pregnancy this time around been compared to your pregnancy with Romy? Um, different, way different. And I know they all are, but like way slower, um, but crazy at the same time running after a toddler, just like I feel it in my body so much more this time at 22 weeks. I feel like I'm almost going to pop like, I'm sore and like slower and um, yeah, I definitely feel it in my body a lot more this time. And I don't know if it's because I am running after a toddler all the time or just because second pregnancy is getting older, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes. By the end of the day, I'm like, I need to sit down and put my feet up desperately. Mm. What about you? Yeah, slower is definitely a good way to put it. I think um, with Cosima, even though if you had have asked me at the time, was I past my HAED tendencies, I would have been like, yes, absolutely, yes, because it was the best I'd ever been. But yeah. in particular, I think about first trimester and I was still getting up to go for a four and 5K walk at six in the morning, even though I felt so sick. Um, and yeah. I was still trying to get to the gym like maybe two or three times a week, even when I just did not have it in me. Whereas mm. this time around, first trimester, I... I had like eight or 10 weeks off. I'm going to say movement full stop because I wasn't even going for leisurely walks because I was so exhausted. I felt so sick. Um, and there wasn't that lingering, like, just do something, just do something, mm. which was there with Cosima. Like, it's only a walk. You'll be fine. Um, mm. Where this time around it was, and it could have actually been to do with the fact that I had a toddler, have a toddler to chase after, Um because if I had have gone for the walk or if I had have gone for that gym session, it just knocked my socks off. And then I had mm. zero capacity to be mum or coach or or anything. Um, yeah. So I found that this time around, it wasn't a conversation of like, just do something. It was, you've actually got family priorities and mm. what's going to put you in a position to keep them a priority and be happy with the standard you're, you're keeping them at. Um, yeah. And that's definitely evolved as time's gone on. So obviously I don't have the nausea or anything anymore. Um, I aim to train maybe three times a week and that very much goes by how I'm feeling. 
but my type mm. of training is so different with than what it was with Cosima. Cosima, I could still push really hard, which mm-hmm. could have been because my physical capacity prior to her had still been quite a push. Yeah, um, yeah. Where like I've got videos of like gosh, thirty five weeks pregnant, I'm doing seventy and eighty kilo back squats, and I remember Whoa. doing them and feeling <laughs> great. Right. Yeah. And the idea of doing a back squat at the moment, I'm like, please don't. <laughs> like no, every part of I my know. being is like, I just, I don't want, I don't want to. And if someone yeah. actually said, no, come on, you can do it. I would, all that pops into my head is like, you know, putting a blanket over your head and being like, I'm not here. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not here. Um, so yeah. that's probably been the biggest changes for me is physically and, and mentally my thought process are just unparalleled. Mm. I knew you'd relate. It's um, it's like the further and further you get past recovery and your priorities continue to shift, like movement's still amazing and we love it and whatever, but it's just like, yeah, you realise that I'll have to choose between being um, a good mum right now, today, or using all my, like, exerting myself on one workout kind of thing. That, that's mm-hmm. how I feel at the moment. Um, like I'm going to the gym because I, I just, like, jump at the chance to go when my partner's home because he's military um so it's like if he's working normal hours and he's like you've got time to go to the gym today I'm like yeah because it's like my time mm-hmm. but at the moment I'm like he's been like if you don't want to go just go and do like a meditation or just take 50 minutes out like that's how mm-hmm. long usually um and yet it's really nice to be able to be like okay or I'll go to the gym and just do something that feels good like got a bit of a plan but I'm like sometimes I get on a machine and I'm like mm, I actually can't do this or <laughs> this feels like crap I'll just stop like it's Mm. really good and it's um yeah I reckon I would be different to the first time with Romy too because I think it was right after recovery for both of us when our physical fitness is probably different to now Mm. um but it's just another lesson isn't it it's like I don't know recovery always just makes me so grateful in different ways the more I like go past it I'm like oh I'm so glad that I can actually do this and not feel guilty and not feel super restless or beat myself up because I cannot do what I expect or whatever, you know? Yeah, well, even in the somewhat reduced capacity, because you could argue that even though training's reduced, that daily activity is still high, whether it be mm. just daily errands, cleaning the house, looking after a little one and whatnot. But I I think the other thing that really complemented that and just linking it back to our recovery kind of uh pops its head up and says yeah you can thank me once again is eating that eating behaviors because I first trimester uh super sick and nauseous I am not proud of my diet at all like it's dry crackers I don't ever really buy chips like crinkle cut chips um but when I'm pregnant first trimester I was the same with Cosima I just wanted like salty crinkle cut chips yeah um and toast <laughs> like I was yeah. just on nutritional cardboard for <laughs> for like mm. 14 weeks and even though part of me is sitting there going you have not had a vegetable in a long time like you haven't had some salad or fruit um mm. the other part of me is very comfortable with the fact that and this could be very comforting for anyone listening in the first trimester that it's very much survival when you feel so sick and yeah. if the only thing you can get in is crackers or some chips then make the most of it because you're better mm. off getting that in than getting absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, 100%. And in the past, there would have been one, you don't eat crackers, you don't eat chips and you don't eat bread, like full stop. So mm. there was nothing to eat. And second of all, the lack of movement 
would have made me jump into fasting territory. Mm. Like you don't deserve to eat because you're not exerting anything. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's make it quote unquote balanced. Um, Because that's how I would have perceived it at the time. So I feel that those lessons continue to evolve because obviously for me, it's like, same as only four, it's like five years worth of practice Mm. later right? Because women might listen to the podcast and like, oh my gosh, I'm so far from that. But my HR recovery was nearly five years ago now. Yeah. That's such a long time. It evolves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think it's so important to talk about that because like a lot of women I see still just like, I remember when I was in all of these HR recovery groups and stuff, it was like the big focus on getting pregnant. And if I don't, I'll just go down the medical route, nothing against it. I was also looking at it, but it's like, the quick fix like I just want to recover to get pregnant but it's so important to talk about the fact that when you are pregnant those lessons that you learn in recovery are just like Mm -hmm. they're just you need you need to be able to have gone through that and and learned that it's okay to listen to your body and your cravings and your hunger and what you actually feel like and um work through that guilt and the need to compensate or um yet like by over exercising or under you know whatever whatever it is you're feeling at that time but it's like I think that's so important to talk about because in pregnancy you really have to give yourself grace and and carry through what you learned in recovery right through to through mm. pregnancy like it almost is like a another step because your body's just like it needs to prioritize building the baby obviously so yeah when you said that um I thought back to yeah my first trimester was exactly the same <laughs> and it's like you have in your head oh I'm gonna um, eat all these vegetables and for the baby and stuff and then I was like oh what what am I feeding this child and my midwife assured me she was like don't worry the baby's actually getting all of the nutrients and all of your stores so it's really just you that's yeah that's (laughs) getting the cardboard (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I'm like okay fine whatever that's fine (laughs) um yeah yeah and the thing is the the more nutritious stuff always comes back no matter mm. how long your nausea lasts. And even if it happens to last your whole pregnancy, which would be so awful and I hope no one experiences that. Um, but, it, you know, we always go back to behaviours that feel more comfortable or that we're more like, okay, I'm satiating myself with nutrients that I want to be um, want to be hitting. But I think another thing that sort of pops up on that experience as well is uh, I know I went into both pregnancies going, I'm going to have like the fittest pregnancy ever. Right. I want to be one of those shredded moms. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, and as I said, with Kasima, I actually trained a lot more than what I was doing now. And interestingly enough, my bodies were very different, both pregnancies. Like I actually think I carried more weight while well, I am, I was, I did carry more weight because I weighed myself through my pregnancies than what I am with this pregnancy and through no intention at all. So like mm-hmm. I can easily say to you, um, I was eating to, satisfy myself but I was training five six days a week I think when I went on mat leave I was training even twice a day with Kasima because I was bored and wow. I had nothing to do so yeah yeah and I just I felt really good like nothing was to exhaustion um, and I was sleeping like all the time so I felt like my body could actually do it mm. um but I I definitely carried more weight with that pregnancy whereas this time around everything's slower so based yeah. on those um disordered thoughts let's say really yeah. the pregnancies and the body should be reversed where this time yeah. around everything's slower everything's softer training's 50 percent, and I feel like uh my weight has actually been completely different to when I was still trying to push all the time wow um, probably stress hey your body was 
well because I also mm. think and that was actually to my point that I totally skipped is that I really truly believe your body chooses in pregnancy like it's mm. it's very much up to us to just go whatever you need I will give you mm. and honor what that looks like whether mm. it be training not training more weight gain less weight gain um yeah because that pops up sometimes too I have women messaging going I'm not meeting the kilogram percentages every time I see my midwife or whatever else um yeah. and like in Australia I don't know about you Nikki but I don't I don't get weighed ever and I didn't with Cosima mm. they don't use that as a marker of mm. of pregnancy health they very much go by conversations of how you're feeling rather than physical weight but overseas yeah. they can make yeah. mums feel like weight gain is relative to baby health yeah yeah definitely I think and they, I think there's some it holes in that yeah um, I remember it happened like once or twice in my first pregnancy and I just said like I don't want to know but I think it was to give like to do that horrible glucose test I think they needed to know roughly yeah um, for whatever reason I don't know but like I, I don't think there's been any need for it otherwise which I really like because it, yeah, you can't choose how your weight's gonna distribute or anything can you mm. like yeah yeah absolutely because I feel like I yeah, my body's responded so differently. And I think it's very easy to go into pregnancy with this intention of I'm going to look a particular way throughout the pregnancy or by the time baby's mm. out. And mm. I think it's quite harsh and quite critical mm. because it is definitely. I really believe that even if you're nourishing really well, if your body wants excess fat stores for breast milk production to grow mm. the baby to ensure your health, it's going to do it regardless mm-hmm. of what you're eating within reason of course if you're going to town on food and eating way more than you need to then that's a different I'm talking about just eating relative to what suits your body and complements mm. you and body. I had that experience as well with that breastfeeding hey like I remember you said when you stopped breastfeeding your body naturally let go of some weight so did mine yeah yeah um, I only stopped breastfeeding like six months before I got pregnant again but I remember just um yeah obviously like I know for my me my body needs more body fat when I'm breastfeeding because mm-hmm. I noticed that ch- nothing changed besides I stopped breastfeeding I don't believe it was five kilos or six kilos of milk or something but I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, yeah it's crazy like um but that was cool to be at the point where um like I don't weigh myself often probably a couple of times a year I don't know even why I do it I just like I kind of like to check in like I don't I find it triggering still and I would never do it like consistently but I just find it interesting like how um how I respond to the number on the scales like and I've never gotten rid of the scales at all because I sort of feel like if I did jump on and hit a you know meltdown then I'm like well you need to work on some stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I remember that happening like my body shifting before this pregnancy when I stopped breastfeeding and just being like oh well like that's just what it needs or whatever and it not being like oh oh cool maybe I should just push a little more or you know Mm. like but like I used to I would have thought seeing the number go down is a good thing and it would just like motivate me or like Mm. trigger me to you know push more but now I'm just like no like it's just what your body's doing I knew full well I wanted to get pregnant again and everything so um it's yeah it's cool to be in a different mindset um and not let weight completely dictate what you're going to do next. Hey? 
Yeah, especially when like the breastfeeding is a great point because I don't know about you, but I remember hearing breastfeeding is a great way to regulate your weight after pregnancy because it uses so much energy, da 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 And that definitely wasn't my motivation for breastfeeding, but I do remember thinking, oh, that's a cool little little perk. And mm-hmm. that was not my body's method of breastfeeding, as you mentioned, like held weight that did not budge and, mm-hmm. of course, just went with it because breastfeeding was my top priority. But, yeah, I... Um, similar to you, it was four, five, even six kilos within a couple of weeks of stopping and no changes, no changes to diet, no changes to exercise, nothing. And um, I weigh weigh myself fairly regularly while pregnant and postpartum because I'm just fascinated by the changes. And I almost use it like a, with Cosima, it was more of a boot camp because I'm reaching numbers that I thought would feel like death because right? I had never had seen myself so big. But instead I'm like, see, you feel great. See, mm. it's just a number. You're really happy with yourself today and you're, mm. you know, you're enjoying yourself. So I used it as a tool to get past things and now mm. I'm just fascinated. Like I just want to see mm. the numbers because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no it's one. To be in there. It's not like a judgment attached. It's never a oh, good or bad. It's just a, oh, okay, look at that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so personally, I, I like it and I like afterwards as well, watching the swelling and just the fluid. and uh, yeah, It's pretty yeah. amazing, hey? It is yeah. actually pretty wild what our bodies can go through, especially like going from recovery to recovered to pregnancy to breastfeeding to normal to pregnant again. I'm like, yeah. wow, it actually gives you a new appreciation altogether, hey, for weight in your body and everything. Like it's. Well, I feel it just like breaks the shackles of any belief you ever have. Yeah. I know one thing I was observing as I was watching my pregnancy, like with Cosima in my belly, with Cosima out, and my weight was dropping, but I looked pregnant for, gosh, four to eight weeks after Cosima. Like you would have thought I was still 20 weeks pregnant. But yet I'm watching, Mm. so my belly's full, and yet I'm watching my weight drop. And I'd just be like, this Mm. is so weird. Because physically, I look pregnant and yet my body is just doing all this crazy stuff and it, it was nothing I ever would have believed if someone had told me if that makes sense yeah I'd have gone, oh my yeah, gosh I'm still pregnant but I'm just dropping weight I'd be like you're right because I was so suspicious yeah. of things when yeah then I got into more of this curious mm-hmm. mindset and I was like oh oh wow that's amazing like everything mm-hmm. I believed about weight and weight distribution pregnancy mm-hmm. just like throws on its head doesn't it completely and utterly like yeah and I'm excited again this time around to like oh what's what is it going to look like and what is going to happen um Mm. even on the on the breastfeeding front are are you planning to breastfeed again yeah definitely definitely I loved it um I don't think I'll go as long I don't know like we were like almost 18 18 months I think 17 and a half um I don't know I'll see I'll sort of see see how I feel I think I started to get, I was done, I think. And and she was pretty much, like I sort of led the way, but she was pretty much done too. And um, it helped our sleep, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm definitely planning to, though. I really loved it. It was yeah. cool. What about you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same as you, though, just take it one day at a time. There's no expectation of however many months or I'll just see how we go. Because Seema, I, I think I was 13 months when I stopped breastfeeding and I mm. still had to be the one that 
pursued it, but she yeah. seemed quite ready for the change as well. There was no yeah. uh, protesting. Mm, neither with mommy. That's taking why I'm the like, feeding away. It was, yeah, yeah, like it would just swapped into just a cuddle to sleep instead of nursing and cuddle to sleep. Mm. She actually took it quite well. Um, yeah. But even that was quite an interesting and beautiful situation because at some point I just thought, oh, I don't think I want to do it anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah, just sort of come almost like my desire to fall pregnant just sort of like hit me one day. I was like, yeah, I was, I can't have kids, whatever, no big deal. And then all of a sudden one day I wake up and I was like, oh my gosh, I want a baby. Um, mm-hmm. Breastfeeding almost felt the same. I just sort of woke up one day and went, oh, I think, I think it's a good time. Yeah, um, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but I'm interested to see what happens with this baby though, because Cosima was born in lockdowns. Um, like the very mm. beginning, we got locked down in March. She was born in January. So that whole breastfeeding experience was really easy because we're always at home and she never mm. took a bottle. So everything was like me. Um, yeah. Where this time around, if baby's willing to take a bottle, I would like to do the whole express. And so if someone wants yeah. to give me a hand with feeding, they can. Yeah, um, me too, definitely. I was the same. You know, you kind of, it makes you stuck. Like I've never been without, I've still not ever had a night without her or never not put her to sleep but it's like I would like to be able to have like a little bit more freedom in terms of like Connor can do the bottle and put the baby to sleep or whatever um mm. that's a huge goal and I think we'll be we have to like we can't be just stuck with him because we've got to get another kid in a life yeah. that rolls around the other child I think it'll be very different this time which I'm excited for to experience it knowing what I know now yeah um if last question if there what was one thing perhaps that happened with your first pregnancy that you didn't expect or perhaps no one warned you about or that might have shocked you oh I don't know I had I feel like I was I'm quite grateful for my experience my first pregnancy it was not up until I was overdue and I had to get the c-section and stuff it was a really good um, pregnancy I feel really grateful for it I think this one even like harder. newborn experience was there anything that oh yeah oh, you're breastfeeding <laughs> yeah no yeah. breastfeeding I won't go like it was it was so hard and I think that's the one thing that did put me off like I wanted to go for a v-back this time is because I had a such hard time breastfeeding Romy like um my milk wasn't coming in um, I got mastitis and all sorts of things. I think we spoke about this on yeah. the previous podcast, but how much work it was to actually get my body to breastfeed. Um, I was shocked. So now I know um, what I need to do, even if that means like pump round the clock to get it in and everything after mm-hmm. if I do have another C-section. But it was, um, yeah, that was shocking to me. I was like, I thought you just chucked the baby on and it was fine, but I had to use nipple shields and like, mm. um, yeah, at one point I was pumping and then feeding 24 hours around the clock for like, I did that for about four to six weeks, like hardly slept just to try and get everything going because my body was just not wanting to produce mm. it. So that was really hard, but um, it's also I, like, I'm so confident now. Like I'm like, oh, I know. you've done it. Yeah. You know how yeah. Um, that was probably with the newborn stage, but the pregnancy has been more this time. Like I'm just, I'm really sore. I think I what I said to you just under my c-section scars just like this like really sore swollen pain I've got some pregnancy belts so I'm going to start wearing them to just lift it yeah but it's yeah. like um at 22 weeks I feel 
like I really need to be taking lots of rest and slowing down and stuff. And it's quite, um, it's quite an out of body experience. I'm not, I wasn't ready for this, this soon, especially mm. it gives me a lot of guilt. Cause I'm like, I just want to run around the park with Romy, but sometimes I'm like sitting there watching her and I'm like, Oh, mm. it's um, caught me off guard. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Like my body's responded a lot differently, but what do you do? <laughs> you got to just, I just got to do what I got to do and rest as much as possible. And which is, like I said at the start, like a good lesson from recovery and not feeling guilty. It's more the mum guilt's getting me this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go on the Rock Tape website, there's actually a way you can tape your belly with Rock really? Tape. Yeah, like it almost looks it? like yeah, it almost looks like a knots and crosses, that. but it just um, I've never tried it, but I saw it the other day mm. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting because the the belt can be quite tight in order for it to lift. With mm. the tape, because it's a bit like stretchy, I think it can kind of like oh. lift your belly, but without the full compression. Okay, I might look into yeah, that. Yeah, so it's, it's parallel. I feel like I need something just to like pull it. Yeah, up. it's like parallel stripes, oh, it's like nipple line apart, and then mm. uh, another two horizontal, like kind of top and bottom of baby almost. Yeah. Ah, like wow. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I think that's another thing with second pregnancy is like I'm so much bigger this time than I was. My belly is way bigger. Like I look Further five along. ten weeks yeah. ahead than I am like with Romy. But um, yeah. So there's I'm like oh my gosh, you have so much more growing to do. What are you going to be like? Like yeah. in terms of pain. So yeah, but it's alright. Yeah, I've noticed that too because um, baby's breech at the moment, and it's making mm. my belly extra pointy mm-hmm. like if I'm facing you yeah. it looks like my belly's gonna like poke you <laughs> it's like it's really pointy so cute. um so oh my gosh it's so because like if you think about baby in that like breech position and then when it mm. kicks and stuff it's sometimes I'm like oh my gosh my belly cannot stretch anymore <laughs> like wait so breech is up so she's so bum down he or she bum down, bum down and down, almost yeah. like imagine if you're stretching touching your toes but yeah upright so head is like under my rib cage and when it kicks and punches and stuff it's like it's scratching under my rib cage yeah so when you you see the little move like can you see because it's um... the back is so harsh to the surface of my belly when it wiggles its elbows around the elbows like point out like it's crazy it's It's cute it is if I put my hand on I'm like there's only like a thin bit of skin between us like because I can feel elbows and like the back, it's it's wild. It um, is really, yeah. I love baby movements. I don't know if anyone's watching the YouTube or listening to this, but baby like rolling around in your stomach is like the so coolest, cool. weirdest, yeah. alien. Yeah, relieving as well. It's <laughs> like, so nice to feel them all the time. But um, it is really like, and then you get the phantom kicks after you had baby. Did you get them? No. Are you still feel, oh, it's a, Did it's a you thing get apparently. Them? Yeah, I felt I could still feel like movements when I had Romy, like for ages. I just feel these, oh, they call wow. them phantom kicks. It's really weird. Like it's like, I don't know, your body like thinks. They so got the conditioning of having the sensation so your them, body yeah. makes it. Yeah, oh, it's really I've weird. I've heard of um, that. It makes sense it would happen. Yeah, pay, maybe pay attention. Like I don't know, maybe it's because I was I knew about it or something, but it, it happened last time and wow. um, yeah, <laughs> it's so weird, but I love it. Cool. that's so interesting I'm gonna look that up now I know you, <laughs> yeah. if you have a c-section you can go into like phantom labor I don't know if they call it phantom labor oh, wow. actually but my mum was telling me one of her friends years ago had a cesarean 
And then like 24 hours later, she started getting contractions, even though baby was out. Um, wow. I don't know if that's a super rare thing, if it was a miscommunication, like, I don't know, because, you know, my mum had kids 30 years ago and it was her friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know, mum. Like, <laughs> I've never heard of it. She's like, yeah, I promise you. <laughs> anything, I believe anything getting pregnant, like it's just, yeah, it's weird, hey, what happens to you? Yeah, yeah. And so unique to the individual as well. Like for the mm. most part, we think it's a, everything's quite common amongst, but I feel like every mum you speak to has had differences in all kinds of shapes and forms. And even just between yeah. two pregnancies, like we've discussed today. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy. Hey, like different symptoms and stuff like that, but it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Gives you a whole new appreciation for the woman that like the female body again. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Every time. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today about okay. pregnancy one and pregnancy two. Uh, we will stay in touch and perhaps do another episode on some other topics around pregnancy. And if anyone listening has enjoyed the conversation or perhaps has some questions for Nikki and I, please do send uh, Nikki or myself a, a DM or an email because we can perhaps talk about that in another podcast. But I'll leave your details in the show notes below in case anyone wants to reach out. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you as always. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. And if you can like or subscribe to the podcast or YouTube, that would be amazing. And we will see you in the next one.